You're listening to 19 Before 20, a podcast chronicling our year adventure. I'm Kathleen. And I'm Abby. This is episode one for February 21st, 2016. Hey guys, thanks for listening to 19 Before 20. Uh, We'll begin by uh, each introducing ourselves. I'm Kathleen. I am from South Carolina. I go to school in Reading, Pennsylvania. I am 19 as of February 13th. What about you, Abby? What's your name? (laughs) My name is Abby. Uh, I'm also 19. I turned 19 February 19th, uh, so that was Friday, and I go to school at the University of South Carolina. Perfect. And we know each other uh, from a summer camp that we both work at. So what? Uh, let's talk a little bit about like what this podcast is and what it's going to be. So 19 before 20 is an idea that I had like maybe two weeks before my 19th birthday. Would you say that's about right? Yeah, it was... It's it's been very recently. That's all kind of just happened super yeah, quickly. Yeah. So I we're both kind of introverted people, um, or like uh, anxious people. I guess would probably be the better way of putting it. That's a and, very good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I had this idea. Like, why don't we try to do something new every week for the year that we are nineteen? Since we were both we both turned nineteen within a week of each other. Um, She's older than and, me, and she never lets me forget it. Yeah, I'm six days older. So when I was her age, it was six days ago. I probably had an essay or something, too. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> back to what the podcast is. So each week we're going to be talking about a new thing we did. This week, uh, Abby technically didn't need to do something, but she did. Because I'm awesome. So she's, like, ahead of the game. I did something as well. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. And do you have anything else to add, Abby? Like, what what you're looking forward to for this podcast? Like, what you would like to get out of it? Uh, I just think it'll be really interesting to see kind of how we progress like throughout the year and how things uh, kind of develop and how this podcast develops from this. It's like very in its infant stage to a year from now where it's hopefully going to be something big and awesome and we'll have millions of fans or just. I I think I I think my goal was five because. Yeah, that's a good number. Yeah, I was like, I mean, the blog I used to have had about three fans. I was one of fans. I mean, three people who read it, you included. Yes. So I'm hoping for five podcast listeners. That would be good. That would be an increase. I think that's a solid goal. So if you're listening Mm -hmm. to this, email us. Yeah, and so as we go, um, we'll be adding segments and other bits to try to keep this interesting because I understand that podcasts, you have, there's a million of them that you could listen to, or at least a couple thousand. And so we want to be able to give you something new. Like if you, one of the things that I'm interested in is like, if you also are trying to do new things, email us, let us know at 19before20 at gmail.com. So you, you want to talk about what you did this week, Kat? Yeah. So am I allowed to say vagina on podcasts? Uh, I should be. Let's just go for it. And then if we get in trouble, we get in trouble. If we get explicit warning, I mean, it's like if you said, like, I was in the elbow monologues, that wouldn't get flagged. Flag? Do, do people flag podcasts? I, feel I like don't know. I mean, it's a like thing. Like, we know that of... Some of them have explicit ratings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was in the vagina monologues on my 19th birthday, and I've never been in a play before. And this isn't a traditional play, obviously. It's a monologues about a bunch of women's experiences, uh, women of varying backgrounds and cultures and ages, any number of things, but just... Women's Experiences, and it's called The Vagina Monologues, and I got to be in it with about 14 or 15 other women, 
and it was it was through my school and it was uh it was just a very cool experience to be able to do my part was six-year-old girl it's very short and i had a few other little lines and a couple of different poems but um it was a very short part but it was it was a good experience to actually get myself out there because i hate performing so I sort of, a few weeks ago, or actually, no, it was in December, I decided I would go out and audition for this without telling anyone. I think I told my roommate, and that's about it. And I was like, okay, so if I don't get it, I don't need to tell anyone. No one will know. <laughs> and if I do get it, then I can tell, like, two more people. <laughs> and then I got a part. And I think they might have accept, like, given everyone a part, but we're not going to talk about that. No, no, they gave you a part because you're awesome. Especially, I have natural, natural acting ability now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, um, not exactly. But um, they gave me a small part, and so I got to hang out with you people, and I got to, like, learn a lot about, like, what the drama department does in their spare time and um, other things. I got to kind of, like, make a few new friends. Like, now I can see people around campus and actually know who they are. And they're a neat group of people, drama, drama department, the drama department is. So that was a really cool thing that, like, I'm glad that I did, even though I was terrified to do it. So is it is it more like of a spoken piece type thing, or is it more like a, of a play? I'm, I don't quite understand. Oh, so but. it's like um, each person goes up on stage and they have a monologue. Mm-hmm. But the way that Eve Esler, the, the writer of the play, did it, she made it where um, she made it where you have to have the piece of paper, you have to be reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like you get to know it really well. So you end up, you're reading it, but you're also kind of just reciting it. But the idea being, you're, it's very focused on the idea of you're telling these women's stories. And so it's just a series of monologues. Oh, It's okay. not exactly a play. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like the same, it's, I see the way I envisioned it. It was like, you wrote a story, but it's like, it's the same parts. Just like, so it's, it's more like, it's like a play in that there's certain parts and they're like done the same. They say the same things if it's done in Reading or here in Columbia. Yeah, sort of. We don't, we don't write any of the story. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. It's, it was a cool thing. It was a, it was a neat experience. So um, what about you? You said you did something even though you didn't have to. No. Yeah. Well, on Friday we went to a glass blowing studio here in Columbia uh, my friend had to go for a one of the art classes she is in, but we decided to come along just because it was something new I hadn't done. Like it's called the I think it's One Eared Cow Glass Studio, and so it's these two guys who went to USC and they had their own. They like were part of the glass blowing program, but it shut down like two years after they left, and so they. Mm-hmm decided after they graduated they wanted to like see if they could make glass blowing a living and so they moved out to like about an hour away and started a glass blowing studio in a barn which is why it's called one-eared glass or one one-eared cow glass and they got pretty popular out there so they moved back to columbia and now they have a little studio and so it was really cool there's all of these just like these almost random things but they're so beautiful there was a giant beetle that was made completely of glass um, one of my favorite like pieces they had was a basically a totem pole full of like glass faces, and so each face is different, and just it was completely made out of faces, and it was just really cool. They had um, cups like mugs that had spikes on them, like glass spikes, which I really liked, and they had this one really beautiful lamp 
fixture. Uh, it kind of looked like toadstools almost, it, but it uh, hung down from the ceiling. And so each little uh, toadstool almost had like a light in it. And it was just, it was a really good experience. And everything was really pretty there. But also yeah, very it expensive. sounds really cool. I, I like the idea of like the totem pole and stuff out of glass. So did he make anything out of it? Did you did you do any glass blowing? No, they we watched them uh, blow glass in the back, but they weren't uh, doing any glass blowing like you could do any glass blowing that day. Um, right, especially right. because there was a baseball game that day, so business was kind of low as per usual. They usually have a, more business than you know just five college kids walking around. But so we watched them blow um, a. They had like these glass just glass blo- uh, balls. And so we watched them blow those, and it's really cool. Like, they come out super, super hot, and then they meld them and kind of, like, swirl the glass around so the designs look really pretty. And they were all hot and sweaty, and i that's something I probably could not do. i All that hot and heat from the glass is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, so- it sounds like it. So that's that's kind of, like, what we're going to be doing each week is we're going to be experiencing something new like that, like going to a glass blowing workshop or something of that nature or performing a play or, you know, something that we haven't done before. And so one of the things that I found um, a quote that both of us, both of us really like by William GT shed. He said, a ship is safe in Harbor, but that's not what ships are for. And I very much liked that um, because, you know, we, I think have been very comfortable with a lot of the things we're doing. And I think we kind of going out of our comfort zone is important. Mm-hmm. especially in college it's kind of easy to get like in a rut where you kind of just do the same things every day and like it's fun and it's it's easy but it's a good idea to try to do new things and experience new things because that's really one of the things college is for is to get outside your comfort zone and kind of find yourself and it's hard to do when you're doing the same thing every day and not really yeah doing experiencing new things yeah, because I think what I found is that, like, I'm, I'm so focused on, like, reading books and uh, working on essays, like, for everything for classes. And then I'll find myself, like, when I don't have times, I'll just be, like, wasting my time. And I'm not really doing many new things. So I think that this will give it, um, give us a chance to both force ourselves, sort of, to go out of our comfort zones. And um, my idea behind this, I was, I've, I've been worrying lately, I've been wondering, like, is this a good idea? Are people going to listen to it? And... It's like, well, it can't be that bad of an idea. Because, I mean, either way, we'll get something out of it. And there was actually a podcast. Um, I mentioned it to Abby before recording. It's a podcast about grown-ups, too, that I heard Joseph Fink mention once on an interview. In an interview, and I looked into it a little bit. It's called The Worst Idea Ever podcast. And it's about grown-ups, too. The movie? And each week, they watch it. Um, oh, and they've never seen Grown Ups 1, <laughs> and they just watch this each week, and then they talk about it on a podcast. And so I think this kind of just proved, and then what Joseph Fink described it as was like a gradual de- deterioration of a friendship. <laughs> so hopefully that won't happen on this podcast. Especially because so, I hate you already. Yeah, exactly. But. Exactly. I mean, you are the devil, so it works out. <laughs> So I think it's kind of like a thing. You can do a podcast about almost anything. And as long as you keep it consistent or like uh, try to keep it interesting, you know, it'll, it can turn out interesting. I mean, you know, that, that one did really well and it might have destroyed their friendship. Who knows? But <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. 
you guys can go check that out. I don't know if you want to. I'm I'm not sure whether or not I will. But yeah, that's just just to say that you can podcast about almost anything. And so we're gonna document our year of adventure. Some of our adventures will be small, others will be big, and we're just gonna try to go out of our comfort zone this year. And at the on our um, episode a year from now, um, we've each written a letter to each other in the future, right? Yeah. Or like to ourselves in the to future. To ourselves, talking about what we kind of want to accomplish uh, with this podcast, how we want to grow, and uh, that kind of stuff. So a year from now, when we are writing our, or doing our final podcast, we can read them and like, talk about or and just see how we've grown and developed throughout the year. If nothing else, just come back for that episode. Episode 15, yeah. I guess it'll be. Yeah, the first one and the last one. Those will be the, the bookend yeah, episodes. You know, we're not selling this very well. It's okay. People will <laughs> like us. I'm, I'm glad you have confidence. Okay, so one of the segments that um, we already have is It's a Wonderful Week. This is where we talk about something we're loving this week in um, mass media or like a documentary, a friend, a play, anything. So do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So uh, this week I started watching a Mexican sitcom called El Chavo del Ocho, which translates to like the boy from eight. Uh, and so it basically takes place in this inn or this like apartment building. And uh, it's about this little boy who is poor and he's an orphan and he lives in like the eighth room of the apartment by himself. And so it's it's all about like the it's a it's a sitcom and it's supposed to be really funny. It took place in about the seventies and it's about uh, just like all the people in the end and their interactions. And so it's completely in Spanish, which I'm trying to learn Spanish because I want to go to Spain next year, uh, actually next spring semester, and study abroad there for a semester. So I'm trying to learn Spanish so when I get over there, I don't drown and. Languages I don't understand. Um, And so it's completely in Spanish. And we couldn't find any episodes with English subtitles. So I kind of just, like, we just started watching. And I understood a lot of it, but it's completely in Spanish. And they speak very fast. So sometimes I'd have to pause it and ask my friends, you know, what what they're saying. But it was really good. It was really funny, actually, which I wasn't expecting, especially because it's in another language. I didn't think I would find the humor in it but it was it was very funny it's very big down in the latin america countries like um it they started it in the 70s but people still watch it down there today if you watch any spanish um like channels you'll you're bound to find a rerun of el travel just because it it was such a big part of everyone's lives that it's kind of uh propagated through the years to still be popular today that's really cool I have to I have to look in I don't I don't speak any Spanish. I have taken German. I'll have to look into that, see if I can I can find any English subtitled ones. Or maybe I should just learn Spanish. That you should learn Spanish and I'll learn German. We can do a podcast <laughs> completely in you know, no big deal, just learn a new language. Yeah, yeah. That'll be an, that'll be one of our week's uh, adventures. <laughs> new language. Okay, new language. Um, what about you? What did you enjoy this week? Yeah, well first of all I wanna mention that um we'll put that the name of that show in the description so that if you want to check it out you can you can find it on Um, youtube it's it's great yeah so my thing was i sort of rediscovered something i've been taking a hitchcock class a hitchcock film studies and i have a friend or a person that i sort of knew in that class and um didn't know her super well 
But then we had lunch together, and we found out that we, like, both like the same things. And I mentioned this show that I watched, um, in, I guess it was in the fall, um, Oscar's Hotel. And she hadn't seen it before, but I had, and I had purchased it, and I had it on my computer. And so we went back, and we um, uh, binge-watched it, sort of, from, I mean, it's, each episode is about ten minutes long, and there are six episodes, so it was about an hour or so. <laughs> and we watched it, so, but what Oscar's Hotel is, it's, it's kind of this surreal... I mean that in the truest sense of the word, um, story about this uh, boy or um, young man who is in charge of his uncle's fantastical hotel for a week. So this hotel is full of, it's, it's Oscar's Hotel for Fantastical Creatures is the full title. And so it's full of these strange creatures and it's super artistically well done. And it's just kind of chronicling the, the very strange happenings of this hotel and the Jim Henson Creature Shop, um, oh. known for like, the Muppets and everything, they worked with them, the creators. And it's just, it's a super cool show. It's, and it, again, it's not super long. This is just season one. They haven't yet made a season two. I don't know if, um, if or when they will. I hope they do. But What's it's it? just, um, I sort of rediscovered that with this new friend that I made. And there's a lot of famous YouTubers in it. As well, oh. if that's the thing you're interested in. I can't hear your voice. You have to bring it closer. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I was just, I was looking it up. I didn't realize this is like an actual, very recent thing. It came out, what, in 2015? Yeah, it came out, I think, September 2015. Um, it, and it came out like a week, each week when it came out. And it's just, it's a very cool, cool, like, show. And I, I just think, like, watching it the second time, I got even more out of it. Like, I picked up on little things. It's that kind of show where you're just like, oh, that's neat. I mean, it's only like a little over an hour total watching all of them. And then they have some behind the scenes episodes um, where you can see how they created the costume. So if you're into that, which I think it's super fascinating how the Jim Henson Creature Shop, like how they've done that. So um, I've seen all of those. And it's it's so it's amazing because they have like giant a giant octopus octopus. Um, costume. They have uh, like a hermit crab. They have um, Patrick Stewart is in it, and he's a giant fish. It's just it's a it's a really. I mean, they have just some like very strange creatures. It's it's just very cool. I suggest looking it up if you're if you are into short films. I guess I have to check that out. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, and again, I'll put that in the description. If you watch either of the shows that we talked about today, email us at. 19 before 20 at gmail.com. The 19 and 20 are both the numerical versions or tweet at us at 19 before 20. And both of these uh, will be in the description below. Yes. So, so you can pick that up too. Thank you. I think you guys can get it. <laughs> um, so that about completes our first ever episode. Hooray. This was Thank fun. Thank you We're so gonna... much. What? This, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was super good. fun. I'm glad that we've started. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for watching or listening. That's a thing. I'm Abby. I'm Kathleen. See you next week. Oh.